If you've got a few minutes to spare, it's time to get stuck into the rap. For the last week of September 2017, this is The Wrap, Australia's quickest look at technology, covering all sorts of gadgets, big and small. And this week we're starting with the smallest of the small, because if you happen to like it when technology is miniaturised, you're going to love how small some of this week's stories are. In the size, they're actually big, but they're small. Let's just get to it. Let's start with Positively Tiny, because this week Intel talked up a new chip, and while it's very, very small, it has the potential to do some very, very big things. We're probably going to pronounce it wrong, but it's called Loihi, and it's a first-of-its-kind concept that is basically a computer chip that has the ability to learn. Consider this one of the very things that starts computers, machines, and robots being able to learn like humans do, with a processor that can mimic the way our brain functions in order to get smarter over time. It's designed to emulate the human brain, and Intel specifically calls this feat of artificial intelligence engineering neuromorphic computing, which essentially models computing technology on how the human brain works. Right now, Intel's chip is more of a research and experimentation concept, and while it has the potential to do a lot of things, most of the technology will be used to power research programs focused on AI. But who knows what will come next, and the first robot you have in your life that could help you might run on Intel's platform, making it possible for robots and computer systems to do more and go further, maybe even helping us at home. Before we get to that point, however, we're going to need robots in the home, and that might be a while off yet. Right now, most robots are either toys or devices built to teach kids how to code. And this week, there's one more of those. The people behind those cool Star Wars robots like R2-D2, BB-8 and BB-9 have been added again, working on ways to shrink their robotic ball technology down to something smaller than the hand-sized balls you've seen about the place. And they've come up with something called the Sphero Mini, a tiny robot ball that will sell for about 80 bucks locally and provide all of the technology of Sphero's Spark Plus program to teach kids how to code, but in a ball the size of a ping pong ball, not the cricket ball that Sphero's robots normally sit in. Like the other Sphero robotic balls, Sphero Mini can be used to play games and roll around, but its main purpose is to teach kids the basics of programming and start them on a trip in the world of computer science, using the mobile phone apps to program what the ball can do. In fact, the Mini has one neat trick we've not seen from the company yet, with a face drive feature that will let you make faces to drive the ball around. There is one other thing that separates the Sphero Mini from its Spark Plus sibling, and that's a lack of water resistance. Simply put, if you want to paint with your robotic ball or turn it into a giant Jackson Pollock-grade Etch-a-Sketch, maybe roll it around the mud, you're going to need its big brother, as the Mini won't be as comfortable out in the water or rain. Now, next up are the mid-sized devices, and this week we've seen one of those as a little piece of the past returns to our hands, and potentially yours too. If you grew up with mobile phones before the iPhone, there's a good chance you owned a Nokia, as that brand practically dominated the mobile world. We don't even want to count how many phones we can think of that Nokia made, because the number is big, real big, but there is one that stood out, the 3310. Often seen as one of the best devices Nokia has ever produced, it helped introduce what a mobile phone should be to a bigger crowd, pushing the antenna into the frame of the handset, offering what was at the time a relatively big screen, and providing decent battery life and durability. Basically, if you dropped the 3310, you could usually put it together easily. It it even had exchangeable covers, allowing you to customise the phone. And with the return of Nokia to the smartphone world, the brand is back with a new generation of the 3310. And this one's a bit of a strange one, especially in Australia, where smartphones tend to reign supreme. Nokia's new 3310 is basically what it sounds like it might be, a new generation of the handset, available in 3G, compared to the 2G it used to work with, a colourful screen and a battery life of up to 27 days standby, 
and a little over six hours of talk time. Now think about that for a second. That's about a month of standby time, and that makes it specifically targeted at people who don't plan on using their phone all that much likely kids or seniors. We'll say kids probably won't like this phone as the screen isn't big or colourful enough, so that leaves seniors, which it's certainly going to be good for since there is no touchscreen and it has physical buttons. But it also comes with a $90 price, and given that it edges quite close to cheapest chips but still semi-decent smartphones, we're not sure this one's going to be for everyone. That said, you'll find the new Nokia 3310 in stores from both Optus and Vodafone in October, and that's great if you want an old-school phone. But what if you want something big, new, and impressive? Well, aside for there being some big, new, and impressive phones from Samsung, Sony, HTC, Huawei, and about to be one from Google, there's also something new from Apple, and we've taken a look at that this week. Now, it's not the one you've been waiting for. Sadly, the iPhone X, iPhone X, whatever you want to call it, has not been placed in our hands. For now, though, we're reviewing the iPhone 8 Plus, what is basically the main flagship around for Apple right now, this very second. And we're sure you'll be totally shocked when we tell you that this phone is pretty bloody good. You're shocked, right? We know you are. Just admit it. Look, seriously, the iPhone 8 Plus is more of what people expect from Apple. With another big 5.5-inch phone, two improved cameras, a much better spec processor, and a set of innards, not to mention the same front design people have come to love over the years. Yep, you're not going to be forced to buy the full-screen iPhone X, 10, whatever you want to call it, because Apple is still making phones in its original design. And that's something. You'll also find a good day of battery life, some improvements to the screen with the True Tone technology to change the white balance based on where you are, and a very cool take on augmented reality that you can just kind of use and play with anywhere, plus faster 4G speeds and a new camera mode for its dual cameras that will let you tweak the lighting to match your subject even after you've captured the image. There's also wireless charging, something you now get thanks to the glass back in the design, making it possible for you to charge the iPhone simply by resting it on a charge pad. Our one major criticism though is the price, because for the minimum $1,229 the iPhone 8 Plus costs, you kind of feel like you want more to have changed, and while the iPhone 8 Plus is excellent, you don't necessarily get that feeling when you pick it up. It's good, it's great, but it can come off feeling like more of the same. Fortunately, more of the same is something quite a lot of people want, and if that's you, I can't fault you and you'll find this one in stores now. There is another iPhone coming though, so if you like the sound of this phone with a longer and more futuristic screen, hold on, because that will be here very, very soon. For now, you've been listening to The Wrap, Pickers Technology Podcast, wrapping the week's news and a review in the shortest amount of time possible. We'll be back next week for more news and reviews and maybe a sarcastic comment or two, probably more than one or two. Until then, be sure to have a tremendous week, and we'll see you next time on The Wrap. Take care.